Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hello Adult in the Podcast. I'm Shanique. This week we're wrapping up our initial discussions here on the podcast on the topic of careers and I couldn't leave without discussing salary negotiations and job resignation tips. These are ultra ultra important topics and of course I called in another expert to take us through this topic, Dr. Lloyd Parks. Dr. Parks is currently the Leadership Development and Institutional Strengthening Specialist with the Caribbean Center for Development Administration. Administration CARICAD. She has also been a lecturer in the field of HR and public sector management for the past 17 years and served for over 20 years in the public sector in various capacities in the Office of the Prime Minister, the Office of the Cabinet, and the Office of the Services Commissions. This is another what I like to call notepad required episode, so definitely grab your notepads and your pen or the notepad up on your phone and let's go learn some things. Dr. Parks, thank you so much for joining me on Hello Adulting Podcast. How are you? I am good at trying to um, avoid the Sahara dust. Oh, yes, of course. And, and, and of course, the virus. Mm-hmm. So Very interesting times. Right now, it's like you just want to stay inside your house and never come out. I'm telling you. Oh, so many things. All right. So we're, gonna, we're talking today about negotiating salaries and also the graceful exit. Whether you're just entering an entry-level job or it's a situation where you're just a few years along your career journey, you are a little bit more advanced. So a lot of times you find that younger employees, like they shy away from negotiating. They take whatever offer is, is given to them. You know, that's what they take. Um, what would you say to um, young adults what the importance of negotiating is? Um, very, very good question. And the truth of the matter is when you're just starting out in your career, with limited experience, um, you, you don't have as much negotiating power. It's, a, it's the truth. Eh? Mm-hmm. You really don't. And those concerns that you raise, you know, people say you come across crass, they'll just, you know, ignore your application and choose somebody else. The truth of the matter is those risks are real. Okay. However, notwithstanding all of that, you want to still, again, I go back to the same thing, the research, do your homework. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a job that you're going for that's in the public service, the public sector with government, what chances are those salaries are known? Okay? If it's not in the advertisement, trust me, you can find that out. You can check the Ministry of Finance website. All these salary scales are there. Yeah. All right? So at least with, um, with an entity like that, you kind of know what you're going in for, all right? And so the truth of the matter is, you know, your wiggle room for negotiation there, it's not much because it's set. You know, they can't just at will decide to give you two times what the salary scale is. Mm-hmm. That will become an audit query, all right? Um, many private sector companies also have salary bonds that they work with. It's usually easier to negotiate with a private sector entity because they usually have much more latitude in setting their compensation, all right? Um, again, do your research to make it a small place. You must know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, mm-hmm. all right? So know what's a reasonable rate for you to be paid in the market. I know what the company is offering. You can find this out, right? And so you really want to then, therefore, if you realize they're offering you far less, then what you know they can, they normally would, then I say negotiate, you know? 
Yeah. But you have to have information in order to negotiate. And I will say this too, um, the discrimination against women and young people is real. Yeah. So be cognizant of that. I can remember years and years ago when I was young in my career, I was working with the government and um, we got a increase in our traveling allowance. Mm-hmm. So I didn't negotiate, you know, right across the board, it was granted. And I can remember this senior manager looked at me with contempt as I went to collect my pay with my new, newly increased travel allowance. What are you young people? What are you young people need all this money for? Mm-hmm. All right? So I, I, I've been there. For those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. eventually became that person's boss. Wow. <laughs> okay? Good. So you, you, you don't take on these people. Yeah, right? yeah you leave, it, you leave them alone. You yeah. don't throw stones at every dog that bark. Exactly. Good? Mm-hmm. But these things happen. Don't. So I, I share a story so that a young person hearing this isn't surprised. Yeah. Don't be shocked if people do these things. These people exist. Ignore them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't. They, they will always exist. So don't be too shocked to come across them. All right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And some people say, oh, you don't have children. You don't. All kinds of the funny reasons why people figure you don't deserve your money. Yet you have to know that you get paid for your work. Exactly. <laughs> right? not, not, not your... Um, not your circumstances. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Not your gender, not your sex. None of those things. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you really compensate it for your work. Okay? So you, I believe that you should negotiate, but within the, con- within the bounds of what you know is reasonable. Mm-hmm. based on your research. The other thing too, for, well, for anybody really, but it tends to affect younger people too. It doesn't make sense in my view. You take a job that is so low that if you're not careful, your parents or somebody else has to subsidize you. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the month, they have to give you lunch money. They have to give you bus fare. Yeah. It's actually cheaper to stay home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So I, I so when I say do the research, not just on your, you know, what is the going rate in terms of compensation, but what do you need to live? Mm-hmm. What do you need? What are your expenses? What do you need to live? And again, not just live barely, but to, you know, accomplish some other goals in life. Exactly. I agree. And I completely agree with where you say you're getting paid for the work that you do. You're not getting yeah. paid because based on how old you are, based on how many dependents you have, whatever it is, that is not a factor in how much you got, you get paid. You get paid based on the work that you're being hired to do. I agree with that. Exactly. Completely. What would be your fight for successfully negotiating salary at the job offer stage? All right. So I already talked about doing the research. Eh? Mm-hmm. So you want to know that you are being offered compensation based on what is a going rate. Right. Please don't be fooled by... It's very... Know that you pay taxes, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you want... And people tend to quote you compensation before tax, the gross... Mm-hmm. income so you also want to know what is the net okay you also want to know are there allowances and other benefits you know because there are many people when say okay the salary itself isn't great but these people offer a, a, a very seriously subsidized lunch right you know or they offer 
public you know transportation to work or really good health insurance or really good um benefits as it relates to training and further education and so you also want to look at everything because for example um a job in central government may not pay that well however suppose you want to go on to do your masters and you you know you if you work a certain length of time i don't want to quote it now because i don't you know things may have changed but once you're permanent for a certain period of time, you can become eligible if you apply um, for full-time sort of leave with pay. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I personally benefited while I was there. That's good. I, I got full-time sort of leave with pay to go and do my PhD in New Zealand. You know? Good. So you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you I want to think of... that big, but the benefit package can, can exactly, make yeah. Exactly. So you want to look at everything. That's why it's so important to have your data. Mm-hmm. What your expenses are, what the market rate is, what are your goals and how you get there. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like I said, a place... You, who knows? They might have um, subsidized... Um, what do you call it now? Some of the financial institutions they offer, you know, concessionary rates for loans. Right. You know, so you want to look at the entire package. Mm-hmm. You know, and and therefore, no, be satisfied in yourself that you are getting the best possible deal. Mm-hmm. All right, by looking at the entire picture, what's your pay once taxes come out? What are all the benefits? that uh, you can possibly get immediately as well as what might accrue over time. Yeah. Then you, and then um, you, you make a decision from there. Do you think that it's always, um, that one should always negotiate your, salary, negotiate your job offer salary? Or if the number that you hear is okay, then um, just go ahead and accept it. I guess that will come back down to what you say with research. So, I, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it depends, you know. Because honestly, I've been in a situation and it, it's okay. I, I, I just go with it. I know it's market rate. I might know from my research that, hey, this is, this is their policy. You know, they, you know, they don't necessarily have a latitude to, you know, we, we don't have the wiggle room to decide to give you more, you know. Um, and so I would just go with it. If based on all of my, you know, my knowledge at the time it sounds reasonable mm-hmm. um but there's a flip side too i've been in situations where uh-uh, and they might not be willing to take it to to, to change and you know what I, i've walked away i've said no yeah it, it doesn't make sense it's not all investments <laughs> doesn't add up to in terms of i just add up to the return in any way form or shape you know and so um, I don't think, yes, it's very easy for us to tell young people, just get a job. Yeah. And in a way, that is true, eh? But you don't want to just take any and everything either. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, be, be, because, like I said, you don't want a case where your parents have to be subsidized in your earning. Yeah. Right? Or you find yourself being terribly abused. You know? So I can remember... I call her my adopted daughter. And she was in her final year at the University of the West Indies in the final semester. 
Which is working at a call center. No, I'm not here to suggest that working at a call center is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I believe my daughter had a particularly bad experience. And it was so, the hours were so long, it was so rough, and just the kind of treatment that she was, that she was getting from the management there. Yeah. And I thought, one day something happened, I will not say exactly what, and she's relating it to me. And I said, no, man. And then when I asked her, just tell me exactly what you're earning. And when you told me, I said, no, 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 no. You have to leave that job today. Exactly. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I said, you're in your final year. You just need to do a focus on finishing your semester. Because as far as I'm concerned, all the, this job is giving you is a little bit of lunch money and bus fare. I said, we can find a little bit of lunch money and bus fare from another means. Mm-hmm. So do your book. <laughs> Exactly. And leave and, and, and come out of this situation. It is toxic. I agree completely. You know, I've known of situations, I've never personally negotiated, had to negotiate. No, that's not true. I have. But not like deep negotiation phase. Like you make an offer. Uh, sorry, I'm not accepting that offer. And they come back with another offer. But that's as much negotiating as I have done. No, I know of situations where persons were in, um, like I had two friends. So they were in similar jobs. But they were ma- what they were making was so completely different. And the difference was when one friend got an offer, she negotiated and was able to say, you're looking for somebody with three years of experience. I have five. You know, and those kind of things yeah. that she was able to negotiate. And they both have the same experience. They're both in similar jobs except for different companies and what they were making was night and day and the difference yeah. was one of them negotiated for a better offer and was exactly something better no the other one was kind of like you know just stuck it just stuck in in not knowing mm-hmm. how, to, how to negotiate an offer no there is a right way and a wrong way of negotiating an offer there is just that's just it. Cut and dry. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. As an interviewer, what would you say is certainly things that you should not do when you're negotiating a job offer? Um, let me start over what you say you should do. So I'm just going by what you, the example you shared. Right. And really, it requires having what I call a courageous conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? And it is that knowing, knowing what her value is. You see, that's what your friend understood. Yeah. Not in an arrogant way, but in a confident way to say, hey, this is what I bring to the table. I mean, I can remember talking to a young person who I'm very close to now, um, one of my neighbors, and recently had to negotiate a job offer. And, you know, and he said to them, okay, they didn't, they didn't quite get what he wanted, but it was, he starts off on probation and he confidently said when the probation period is over you will see what i am truly worth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. based on the output that i would have produced right so you know it's a confidence not in not arrogant but you know you know what you're capable of doing you know what the value that you add and you know what is reasonable in terms of what you can ask for all right yeah um what you should not do is overestimate your value <laughs> all right if you have no experience at all then you know you know this is going to be problematic mm-hmm. um if you are going to come across as arrogant yeah you know there, and there's a fine line i'm thinking between confidence and arrogance eh? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um don't start talking down to the the person who you're talking with yeah i mean, i've been in that situation where 
this person came into the interview. No, personally, I didn't advertise the job. I was just on the panel. So I felt that they should have, the salary was known, so put that in the ad. And that eliminates a whole bunch of people, eh? Right. You either want that salary range or not, eh? So this man came in and he introduced, you know, he did a little introduction and he just said, before we go any further, what is the salary? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> and when he heard, he just said goodbye. Yeah. No, to my mind, okay, fine, he didn't waste our time. That's one way of looking at it. On the other hand, you know, I'll never forget that man. And you never know <laughs> who you might meet again. Who you might meet again. You know, so you don't want to come across arrogant. You don't want to come across as if you are the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take me, well, you know, it's your loss by gain kind of attitude. No, you, you really want to come across as a professional who knows their worth, knows their value, and has done their homework. And they know what they are. They know what they are worth. The other thing too, you don't want to be ridiculous in your demands. Like I said, um, do your research. Don't ask to get half a billion dollars a a, a year, a month. Sorry, when the going rate is three hundred thousand dollars a month. Eh? Okay. I'm not saying that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Sometime, but you you don't want to be ridiculous. Right. In terms of, you know, asking something that, you know, is way above the going rate, way above the market rate. So I think those are, are the, the, the crucial things, I would say, when you're negotiating. Yeah, those are things to avoid. Those are things to avoid, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's look now at another scenario. You already have a job and you think, no, it's a time for me to get a raise. So I'm going to go um, and negotiate for a raise. Is there, in your opinion, is, do you think that there's a right and a wrong time to ask for a raise? In a way, yes or no. It depends. Context matters. So, again, if you work in the public service, these are not things that happen at all. Yeah. Okay? Um... There is a very structured way, in particular, unionized environment that wage negotiate, you know, wage raises happen. Yeah. All right. So that's important to note. If you're in an organization where th- there is that latitude, then surely I think yes, yeah, you can negotiate. Now, what are the things you want to bear in mind there? Be, be very clear what their policies are. Okay. Just because it's a private sector entity doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have policies that govern how they choose to handle compensation, all right? So you need to find that out, you know? What's the degree of latitude that exists within their, you know, their, their HR practices around compensation? A good time to negotiate is when you're doing your performance reviews. Mm-hmm. All right? So if you have performed far and above... Mm-hmm. You know, and so clearly, we're not going to be, we, we, we're not, it's obvious the value you're adding. Yeah. You know, and so that's really a good time to, to raise that with, um, to, to raise that issue. Again, also do your homework. Here is something. Also, I worked, I'm not a person who moved around a lot in my career. And so people are always surprised when I say this. I have always, for my entire career, 
updated my resume every six months. Yes, I agree with that completely. Always. Mm -hmm. Same. Even though I worked with the government of Jamaica over 20 years, I, so my career has been very stable in that sense, but I've always done it. Why? Because I'm always looking at what's my, what is my, how marketable am I? Mm -hmm. What is my market value? What new skills have I learned that I can put on this thing? You know? Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes you need to go and check out, you know, what jobs are out there? Yeah. Just a million that's going to leave, you know. But you see, this is how you can then negotiate for a raise. Because mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. also need to continue to know what is your value in the marketplace. Yeah. What's your value in the marketplace? And when I say the marketplace, the, the marketplace is now global. Okay? It's mm -hmm. not local. It's not even regional. It is global. Okay? Mm -hmm. Technology has empowered all of us that we can be in our bedrooms in Jamaica and be working with clients in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. Yeah, that's All true. Right? That's true. All right. So that's something you need to understand. Okay. So know your worth. Know your worth. You know, like I said, when you're doing a performance reviews, that's a good time. Mm -hmm. That's a good time to do it. Know what might be a bad time. Right. Um, I think during a pandemic <laughs> might not be a good <laughs> might not be a good time. You know? Yeah. No, because you know, organizations are losing money left, right, and center. Yeah. Okay, so come on now. You know. No, it's not the time. No, it's not the time. No, it's not the time for that. <laughs> and clearly when the company is going through a very, very rough patch, that is not the time. Mm -hmm. You know? Um I look, I look at it in the sense that, you know, when you're younger and you want to ask your parents for something, you wait until mm -hmm. you're in a good mood before you go and ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so true. It's the right time now to ask. Not now, people. Not right now. It's not the right time. But let's say you find a right time to ask for a raise. Um, what would be your top five tips to approaching um, the conversation and then to managing the conversation through? I would start off by be very clear about the, what's the value that I'm adding. Mm -hmm. um, I love to ask questions, you know, and so I love to ask not only, you know, um, you, you know, you want to ask questions with a view of getting confirmation. Right. Because in fact, you are adding value. And so, and so from there, no, you raise the issue about, you know, um, I'd like to, um, to be considered for a, 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 an increase on the basis of this value that I'm adding to your organization, you know? Um, no, there might become a debate. Do you set your amount? <laughs> Do you wait for them to set it? I think it kind of, I mean, I suppose there's no absolute wrong or right, but certainly I, I, my preference would be to say, to find out when, are they willing to consider it? Mm -hmm. so people will wait to kind of fudge these things. It's kind of easy to say yes or no, and then you can move on right there. People tend not to do that. So it's a kind of, when you want to also see, get from them some kind of commitment to say, okay, you will come back to me by X time. 
you know, with, you know, an offer that we, I can then discuss further with you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, don't accept. It's kind of, like I said, truth matter, once you start fudging around, oh, we look into it. <laughs> I see you smile, because I'm, yeah, we look into it. That's not a yes, and that's not a no. Right. That's really like a very um, politically correct way of trying to defer the matter, hoping you will let it go. Yeah, which I always think is a bad approach to take from their standpoint. Like, just say yes or no. Or just say I'm yes or no. Yeah. Yeah, just say yes or no. Yeah, but chances are, unfortunately, people are going to fudge. So you have to, you know, be careful. And the truth of the matter is, if they continue to fudge, then I would tell it as a no. And then you, then you decide where you go from there. Right, right. Um, I do I do agree that, you know, getting everything in order and showing your value. So sometimes you have to illustrate it, but you can't take it for granted that everybody knows what you're doing or what you're working on because you might bring something to fruition, but they didn't understand the scope of work that went into bringing that to fruition. So, you know, bigging up yourself, I think that's the time when you big up yourself. Uh, not to be arrogant, but to just illustrate that, you know, I've brought this to the table and this is why I believe that I... I have I've earned this this mm-hmm. place, and you know you give if you can give increments. I agree with you, give increments, and if not, then you know you see what is fair. And yeah, I think if you're going to ask, it would be good to say what you're asking for, not just mm-hmm. say, I want a raise because they could give you a thousand dollars, and that's a raise. True, so, true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, you raise a very valid point, which is it's not the topic per se mm-hmm. that we're talking about today in this podcast, but it's a very important related matter. And I urge, it doesn't matter whether you're young, middle age, older worker, mm-hmm. people must, you must really, even if your organization doesn't have a proper performance management system, make sure you are documenting, you have your own work plan. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're documenting what you're doing and what is the value that you're, you're, you know, what you're accomplishing and what's the value that you are um, adding to our organization, right? Um, and that's important, not just for negotiating a raise. It's also important when it comes time to do your annual reviews, you know, mm-hmm. because by right, your supervisor in an ideal world should have been giving you feedback all along. So when times come for your annual review, it shouldn't be a shock. But unfortunately, we don't live in heaven, and these things tend to not happen, unfortunately. And so it's really up for you, up to you as an individual to also monitor your work performance on an ongoing basis, you know? Um, if they don't ask you for regular reports, give them it. Give it to them. So, you, you know, you are creating the evidence of your value, the value that you're adding. Yeah. All right. Give it to them. It might not be there might be no reporting requirement. You give it every maybe every quarter or whatever time, you know, maybe every month, depends on you know what you think is reasonable based on your context. But it's important that you do that. Okay? Um, because the truth of the matter is part of the ability to negotiate is also about the kind of influence. Yeah. You are, you are exercising, and that's part of exercising influence. Exercising influence is not about just, you know, and people say kissing up. No, it's about letting people know who you are, what you contribute. All right? Again, not in a prideful way, but there's nothing wrong with being proud of your work. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, you know what, I do good work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hope I'm making sense. Yes, I, I, you are definitely making sense. <laughs> of course, Dr. Parks. Um, so I think just to put a cap on negotiating, um, just to wrap up the key things that we, we spoke about, I think you said make sure that you do your research. You need to, what else do we need to do, Dr. Parks? And so research has a number of components to it. Mm-hmm. Research is also, you know, it's a market rate for the job that you're going for. We also need to have a very clear picture. And you'll be surprised how many of us don't have a clear picture of what you need to earn. Yeah. To, 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 to live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also what you need to earn to meet your financial goals. Because nobody wants to live hand to mouth. Right. All right. So all of that you need to have the armed with. You know, um, know what the company is likely to be offering, you know, because they know already, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, um, what, what do they pay normally in, in their context? So arm yourself with all of this information, research from many angles. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned being graceful when you get there. Well, not graceful, but not being arrogant. When exactly. You the room. Definitely not. Don't be arrogant. And, yeah. you know, pick, pick your time, pick the right time when you're going to do it. So I think that would be a, a good roundup for, for negotiating. No, the reality of the matter is that sometimes you have to turn, you turn on a job offer or sometimes you decide to leave a job. No, there is definitely a right and wrong way to do both of these things because um, as I said before, you never know who you will meet again. You know, so you definitely want to leave a good taste in people's mouth, even though you are saying no. So we are talking yeah. about the graceful exit. So how do you suggest that someone gracefully declines a job offer? Um, I don't think that one is as detrimental eh? um, because people decline job offers all along, all the time, you know, so it is not something any potential employer should be shocked about. That happens all the time. As somebody who is employed people, mm-hmm. it happens all the time. So really and truly, it's not something I am hoping people take to take personally. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really not to be taken personally. And so um, typically um, you would thank them for their offer. Um, you'll just, you don't have to get into details either mm-hmm. you know, as to why you're not accepting the offer. Um, you you just say you know you're just unable to take out their offer at this time, and that you wish them all the best, and you, you would hope that perhaps if another opportunity should arise in the future, that you would be kindly considered. Right. You know. You know. Um. Sometimes people would. I, I mean, I remember when I used to employ people. Sometimes people would actually tell you, um, what it is. You know, it could be they. And a typical one is they got another job offer. Mm-hmm. A better one. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying that as well, you know, if you, if you so wish. But really and truly, that part is no big deal. You just politely decline, you know, you wish them well. You want to leave the door open for, you know, any future opportunities to work together. And that's it. Yeah. It really shouldn't be more than that. I think the, the wrong thing to do would be not to respond. Like they make it oh, up, yes. you just don't respond. Yes, you need to respond. You definitely yeah. need to respond. And to respond in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. You know? So definitely, you don't want to not respond. Respond and respond very politely. Yes, agree. Even if you, you know, even if you're refusing the offer because you thought the offer was just downright disrespectful. <laughs> if that happens, 
<laughs> don't don't get disrespectful. Still be it's better to be the hypocrite. Yeah. You, and still be highly respectful uh, in your your response and be timely. And yes, do respond. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one that gets a little bit trickier now is resigning from a job. So you want to resign from the job. And usually a lot of times when people are leaving a job, they're not leaving because everything is nice and peachy. A lot of times people are leaving because something went wrong. So how are, what are your tips for writing a resignation letter that is graceful and doesn't burn bridges? Yeah. No, you, you know, it's funny. I think I remember seeing something that said, um, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. Mm-hmm. I've seen that too. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, a, a lot of times there is something that is wrong um, and that's prompting people to leave. Um, also, to be fair, people may be leaving because there's a better opportunity. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so um, when I was chief personal officer, I used to tell my staff, that look here, this organization is, is small. It's small. Our structure is small, eh? So what does that mean? It means that not everybody will get promoted in this organization. Mm-hmm. Not because you're not deserving, but the just the scope is not there. Mm-hmm. So I would say don't feel that you will somehow penalized for applying for a job elsewhere. Yeah, and and, do, and neither do you neither take what I'm saying to be that I am chasing you out that somehow I want you all to leave. No, no, no. But it, it's just a reality. It's 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 career advice that I'm giving you. Right. All right. That you know you shouldn't feel guilty. You know, applying for a better position. It might be more aligned in terms of money. It might be more aligned in terms of what you really want to do. There is, for me, there is nothing wrong with that. Right. People should not be made to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And if anybody try, and people do, mm-hmm. people do try to make you feel guilty. No. You, you, this, we, slavery has been long abolished. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And employees are free to resign. You really are. Okay? Now, what's the best way to do it? Again, respectfully, I always encourage people to take note of the your employment contract, normally there's a clause about notice. Right. As far as it lies within you, adhere to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Why I say as far as it lies? Because I have seen cases where, you know, just the circumstances are such that you can't give the one month's notice, for example. Mm-hmm. All right? And again, they can't penalize you. Notice, they can't penalize you if you don't give them notice. Under the law, they, you can just up and resign. No, you shouldn't, but you really, they can't penalize you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to burn bridges, eh, give your notice. That's one. Again, you do not have to state why you're resigning. You really don't. Eh? Yeah. Really, really don't. And I say that because, you know, sometimes people are resigning and it's not the best of circumstances. Right. Would try to say as little as possible where that is concerned, right? Um, but really, you don't. You're not obliged to give a reason. You're really not obliged to. Okay. The other thing too is that you want to be just very gracious in your resignation letter. 
you know, you want to thank them. There's always something to thank them for. Mm-hmm. Even the bad experience is a learning lesson. Yes. Thank you for all the lessons. <laughs> all the lessons, you know. You, 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 the truth of the matter is we think we learn by having, you know, things easy. No. Mm-hmm. They learn through the tough times. And so if there were tough times, they were lessons. Exactly. And they were stepping, to, stepping stones, you know. Mm-hmm. So thank them. Thank them for all the the opportunity and the learning that you received while you were with the organization. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to be cognizant of two things. Depending on the nature of your job, it might, you might not be so easy to replace. Eh? Right. If they require you to hand over to somebody, do so. <laughs> Don't be hogging information and, you know, you're trying to get your, you know, get your last lick out of them. Don't seek revenge by withholding information. Mm-hmm. All right? To me, that is a no-no. That shows immaturity and pettiness. Yes. So do hand over, all right? If there are, you know, if you, have to, if you can write notes, if there's somebody to show them, somebody to shadow you, whatever. But make sure you hand over. Make sure as far as it lies within you that you, you kind of tidy things up. Mm-hmm. So they're handing over notes. All right, things like that. Don't leave your desk in disarray. The truth of the matter is um, you may need a recommendation for a next job from these said people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right? And you don't um, know where your life takes you. might take you, you full don't circle. Know, you, you might take you full circle. The same people you're leaving today, you meet them in another environment tomorrow. Exactly. You know, so as far as it lies within you, leave, leave well, mm-hmm. you know, leave with your professionalism intact. When you ask yourself, was I a true professional in all of this? And if you can answer yes, that's enough. Yes. And that's again, do not, don't not tell the people that you're leaving the work. Don't just disappear from the people in work. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Certainly don't do that. Don't, don't, don't abandon your job. And here's another thing too, as you said that point. You need to tell your coworkers. Yeah. You know, and don't just let them hear by the way. You know, it's best that they hear from you. You know, do tell your coworkers, you know. Yeah, agreed completely. Yeah. All right. So to wrap up, any final tips on negotiating job offers and salaries and resignations? Do your research. No, always be cognizant of your market value. Um, don't burn your bridges. Mm-hmm. Always be the consummate professional. Remember that you are a brand. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, workplaces that are just dysfunctional. And unfortunately, there are a lot of dysfunctional workplaces. Remember, you are a brand. Mm -hmm. You are a brand. What is that brand that you are selling? What is the brand you have on offer? And that is something that's supposed to be that guiding principle. It guides what you know you're worth, your understanding of your value, and also how you interact when you're negotiating or resigning or working on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Thank you so much, Dr. Parks, for taking the time to talk to us. This was an absolute pleasure, and I learned a lot. I definitely did learn a lot, and I hope the listeners did learn a lot as well. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you too so much. My pleasure as well. 
that's it for another episode of hello adults in the podcast thank you as always for listening remember to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can know what you think and if you want to reach out to me on social media to make some suggestions of topics that you want to hear more of then you can definitely reach out to me it's at shanzik which is s-h-a-n-z underscore i-q-u-e on twitter at s-h-a-n-z-i-q-u-e on instagram and of course you can find me on facebook and linkedin at shanique hayden thank you so much for listening guys and have a great week